recording a podcast always feels a little bit rude. I kind of feel like I should be able to, to come and, and ask you all how you all are and how's your week been. So even though you can't reply to this, know that I would like to know that you've had good weeks, hopefully, that it's not been too shitty. I've had a fucking mental week. You know, sometimes things just collide in one very short period of time. Well, that's what this week feels like it has been. It has been genuinely bonkers, even by family, I know I need to stop talking, standards. So I thought on this week's podcast, I'd share some of the madness with you. It remains my favourite description of the blog ever, someone describing it as regular glimpses into madness. And that is definitely what my life has felt like this week. So we'll talk about that today. Obviously, this is like podcast number four, which is, I was going to say a lot. Well, it's it's four, clearly. But yeah, podcast number four. And I did what anybody who's ever written anything online, if we're all really honest with ourselves, does. I went and did a little Google of the podcast because I don't know anything about podcasts. And I think I might have said this when I started. I've never listened to a podcast in my life. So while I'm calling this a podcast, I could in fact be doing this all completely wrong. So do feel free, as always, to, to feedback and, and tell me that what I'm what I'm putting together in my rambling kind of way is, is in no way akin to a podcast, even slightly. But anyway, I went and Googled myself, which is not always an advisable thing to do. But I found something called podcast charts. And oh my goodness me, I think this goes back to me being at school. I love a chart. I'm very competitive, very competitive, not with other people, always with myself. And this particular chart that I, I found, and maybe it was completely made up, but it made me really happy at the time, so I'm entirely cool with it being being some kind of made-up thing, told me that thanks to all of you amazing people, this podcast last week had got to, like, number three in the Apple Parenting Podcasts charts, which maybe there are only three blogs in the Apple Parenting Podcast charts. Maybe, maybe there are. I haven't gone on to look because I felt so happy. I thought, well, let me not shatter my dreams here. Number three, that's like bronze medal. And so I, I just wanted to share that with you all because I am completely incapable of being cool and sanguine about these things ever. But also just to say a massive thank you because that would not have happened without all of you taking kind of like a little leap of faith in my latest mad little endeavour and starting up a podcast, which who knows may not even be a podcast because I've never listened to one. I don't know what they are. I think the only one I've ever heard of was one about porn and there will be no porn in this podcast, I can promise you. But yes, thank you so much. That was terribly, terribly exciting. And as I say, if you happen to know that there are only three podcasts in the Apple Parenting Podcast charts, just just don't tell me and, and let me live in, in very happy denial. So that was a very exciting moment for me this week. But outside of that, there has been loads going on. And I think, as I said to you in last week's podcast, probably the big moment of the week, particularly given we lasted this in March. March? Where has the year gone? 2020 is shit, but also going very quickly. But the big event of this week is Jamie went back to school, much to his disgust. He went back on Friday. And I'd shared with you the woes, obviously, of trying to get together school uniform. I mean, it just continued this week. So he had school uniform. He was not going to go to school naked, which was was a relief for everybody, particularly him. But they just seemed to have to need so much stuff to go back to school. And there was a list. I do love a list. I do love a list. And in my mind, I I thought how this would work, because I've been working this week, and I I thought how this would work would... I was going to give Jamie the list, and Jamie was going to read the list, and as he read each item on the list, he was going to find the item, put it in his bag, and then it would all be ready for school. And I don't know about you, that seems to me like a reasonably sensible and logical and not unreasonable for a 12, nearly 13-year-old to be able to do. 
Oh, good God. It was like herding cats, I swear. We would, he'd come in the room, I'd be like, have, have you got, have you got this? Have you got, have you got pencils? And he'd look at me completely blankly. Why do I need pencils? I can't even answer that question, Jamie. That is just, you're going to school, you bloody idiot. Of course you need pencils. And this would happen every single time. And he'd, he'd kind of go off and, and wander along. And then he'd come back in in his dressing gown and his pants, looking at me in a, in a bemused manner as, as we tried to get everything together. Anyway, eventually I thought we were we were nearly there. And then the night before Jamie started school happened to coincide with Winning at Life, my second book, coming out in paperback. Eek! I'll come on to completely how you absolutely don't run a book launch, because I think that's what I did in my house on, on Thursday night. Anyway, we'll come back to that. So Thursday afternoon, I'm sort of finishing up working and I'd sort of, you know, asked again, right, you've definitely got everything ready for school tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely got everything ready. You've got all your stationery? Yep, got that. Uniform? Yep, got that, all of that. PE kit? Yeah, no, I've got everything. Okay, and it's all in the hall. Well, no, it's not in the hall. So when I said to you, put the stuff in the hall, oh, I didn't hear you say that. That was, that's pretty much been the theme of our week. Then I said to him, what about your rugby boots? Jamie happens to go to a school where they play rugby. What rugby boots? The rugby boots, Jamie, that you will be wearing to play rugby. Oh, I didn't know I needed rugby boots. I could forgive this if this was Jamie's first year at school, but this is his second year. He's in year eight. He should know about his bloody rugby boots. So the rugby boots that he had last year, which probably he'd worn about twice because that's what happened to us all last year, right? We bought uniform, our kids wore it twice and then locked down and we'd spent hundreds of pounds on uniform that was fundamentally useless, but we'll gloss over that. So I bought at great expense new rugby boots and... I don't, I don't know how I've, this has become a podcast which is now specialising on rugby boots. I'm sure none of you need this level of detail. But for anybody who's not an expert on rugby boots, as I was not, they come with metal studs in and quite sensibly the schools say do not wear metal studs to play rugby and you'll, you'll all kill each other, which is eminently possible. And so you have to buy these little plastic ones to screw them in instead. And I had told Jamie two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, to screw in the bloody plastic studs and undo the metal studs. Well... You know, 6pm, the night before Jamie was due to go back to school, I urge you to take a guess as to whether or not he had screwed in the plastic rugby studs. Listeners, he had not. He had not. And so it was that the evening of my of my book launch, I spent the first half of that evening grovelling on the floor with some pliers, because there's supposed to be a special tool for doing this, but I was bugged if I had one of those and unscrewing the metal rugby studs and screwing the plastic rugby studs in. And I know at this point I will get feedback from people going to me, why did you do it? Why did you do it? He's, he's a grown lad, he should do it himself, why did you do it? But you know what? I just reached the point where I just, if I heard the phrase rugby boots anymore, I was going to go stark staring bonkers. So I screwed in the rugby studs and he thanked me profusely. Anyway, the next morning, as I say, we'll come back to the book launch. The, um, the next morning... He got dressed, he was up early, I thought this is brilliant, he's up, he's, he's done his teeth. I said to him, have you had a shower? And he sort of looked slightly shifty and went, yeah. And I went, you went in the shower? He went, yeah. And I said, and, and you washed? What do you mean, did I wash? When you go in a shower, Jamie, typically, typically what you do is, is, you, is you wash with soap. Ah, he said. Uh, so he went back into the shower to do that. But it was all good, we were, we were ready, we were ready on time. Beth didn't start back last week. She doesn't start back until Monday, so tomorrow. So she, much to Jamie's delight, she she was coming with us. And of course, COVID has changed everything that was so nice and convenient. So previously, it was lovely. We had a bus that went from the end of the road. Jamie could leave the house, get on the bus. No input from me required. 
understandably at the moment where you are able not to take public transport you are supposed to take your children to school so Jamie had the delights of me and Beth taking him to school on his first day the expression that you are imagining on his face right now is pretty much spot on and some of you who who read the blog will remember last year that I got into into a little habit of slightly mortifying Jamie but I think he liked it a bit that's what I keep telling myself anyway maybe his memoirs will tell us otherwise I got into the habit of standing at the front door as he left the house each morning. And before you all report me to Childline for child cruelty, we live on a very quiet road with no passing through traffic or anything. So it's not like I was doing this in front of his mates. And he would leave the house and I would tell him that he loved him. And then I would stand at the doorway and I would sing the I love you song to him, which is just what every 12 year old boy wants their mum to be doing first thing in the morning. But he'd always walk up the road with a little smile on his face. So I, I'm standing, I'm staying with the fact that I think he genuinely quite liked it. So of course we couldn't do the on the doorstep I love you song on his first day of school because I was driving him to school. But no worries, I was not concerned. I am a experienced performer. I was very happy to relocate my performance of the I Love You song to the car as Jamie got out of the car. You have never seen a 12 year old boy move more quickly from a vehicle. <laughs> he literally, I was like, bye Jamie, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's very eclectic, the I love you song. I'll stop that now because I'm sure I'm sure it's probably quite enough for all of you. Yeah, he, he was like a bullet from a gun straight out there up the, up the road to school. So, you know, it, it worked, it was very effective. And it was really weird then going back to the house and not having him there. I could cook entire pizzas and leave them on the side and nobody wandered in in their pants and, and came and ate them. It was really bizarre. And I'd had an agreement with him. Obviously, he's got a mobile phone. I had an agreement with him that I would meet him in a certain place when school finished at the end of the day. And if he was running late, he was to let me know and give me a text. And I'm sure you can guess what happened next. And actually, if you if you have a child who's about to start secondary school... And you think it's fine because I've issued them with a mobile phone and I've put a tracking device onto their phone. I love a good, love a good tracking device. I think I would microchip my children like I do my cats if that was legal, but it's not. So I had put the, I, I put the tracking device on his phone. He had his phone all charged up and we made plans to meet. But my top tip to all of you is never, ever, ever make the mistake of thinking that your child can leave their mobile phone alone long enough for that charge to last for the end of the day. It was to nobody's surprise whatsoever that by the time it got to the end of the school day and I put on my phone to, to WhatsApp him and, and realised by the single grey tick that it was going nowhere, Jamie's phone had run out of battery. So my top tip is assume that their phones will be out of battery and make like plans A through to Z to account for the fact that you won't actually be able to get into contact with them at the time you most need to. So we found him, he came out of school, and, and do you know what, actually, it was quite interesting because Jamie has loved lockdown, he genuinely loved lockdown, he's been livid about the thought that he has to go back to school, absolutely livid. And I did wonder how he was going to find going back into school, but actually he came out of school and and I'm sure the novelty will wear off and probably, you know, day two, I think it will be a one day novelty. But there was just a little bit of a lift to him and where, where he'd kind of been going back, going, there is literally nothing I'm looking forward to about going back to school other than going home. Not even the bacon baguettes in the canteen. He actually came out and he just, he was like a little bit lifted and he was like, it was a little smile on his face. I said, you're right, how was your day? And then obviously, you know, you get the stereotypical, how was your day? All right. What did you have for lunch? Don't know. What did you do at school? Can't remember. It's that quality bonding time that they tell you all, all the parenting books tell you you should have with your child. That dinner time conversation. Tell me about your day. What did you do? Oh, don't know. Can't remember. I forgot. 
Jamie's got a delightful attitude to life. He's he's just a lovely, relaxed soul who kind of floats through the days. And and I think just zones out is is permanently on another planet. I kind of you know sort of said to him, "What did you do?" And obviously there was a lot about health and safety. The school had been brilliant, which is fantastic. But he said, "I did PE." I said, "Oh, good. What did you do in PE?" I sat on the floor. Really? That was all you did in PE? Yeah. Okay. Why did you sit on the floor? That's tell us what to do when we weren't sitting on the floor right and then he said oh I think we're going to do football I said oh that's good because the school doesn't usually do football like I say it's a rugby school I said that's good that you're going to do football but it might be the girls it might not be me what do you mean it might not be you I wasn't really listening as you can see there is a theme and all I can say to anybody who has to teach Jamie this year he's the loveliest loveliest soul but good luck with getting him to concentrate on what you are saying for more than 30 seconds He's um he's now announced off the back of that one day at school that he's he's done now and he's ready for retirement. So um yeah, we'll we'll see how that works out with his teachers. So Jamie was back at school. Meanwhile, Beth was off still on Friday. So Beth's best friend, Beth's wife, came round on Friday for the two of them to hang together. And again, those of you who've who followed the blog will know. So when I say Beth's wife, Beth married in inverted commas, her best friend. When they were five, they used to live next door to each other for a period of time. They got married in a whole street ceremony, which possibly is the thing that's mortified Jamie most in, in Beth's life so far. And there's, and there's a lot of contenders in there. But they have stayed besties ever since they were, they were tiny. They were at nursery together. And they've been so good during lockdown. They've FaceTimed each other constantly. They've played I Spy over FaceTime. They've done piano duets over FaceTime. They've been very, very sweet. And honestly, seeing them together just... It's just, it's all the normal stuff, isn't it? It's all that normal stuff that we took for granted. Just the two of them sat on the floor playing a board game together or, you know, looking looking through photos. I, they've, yeah, they've just missed each other so much. So it was really genuinely very, very lovely and very touching to see them both back together again to the point that while Jamie's like, oh, school on Monday, I think Beth's actually quite excited because she gets to hang out with her bestie. But yeah, they're very sweet. So that went on this week. And then in between all that, of course, I, I launched the paperback version of my book, Winning at Life. Have I mentioned I've written a book? Yes, about 35 million times, Catherine. Will you shut the fuck up about it? No, no, I will never shut up about it. I am so proud, so proud of my books. And it makes me unbelievably happy to know how much those of you who've been able to read them have enjoyed them. So thank you so, so much for that. Now, I don't know about you, but before I wrote books, I kind of had visions of, you know, if I ever wrote a book, I'd have a book launch party and it would be amazing. And there'd be like celebrities there and fire jugglers. I don't know why I've come up with fire jugglers. Probably a bit dangerous around a load of books, isn't it? But it would be amazing and all singing and all dancing and wonderful and marvellous. and Oh, the most glamorous night ever. So that was, that was my vision versus the reality. Because of course, I never got organised enough to sort out things like book launch parties. And even if I had, COVID would probably have put the kibosh on that like it has bloody everything else. So Thursday night, my book launch, I was here in my house with lots of things going on at work that I was trying to juggle. Obviously, Jamie about to get back to school, screwing in the rugby studs. And then I come up with this idea of doing a Q&A with, with everybody on the blog, because with genuinely, without all of you, none of this would ever have happened. And I'm so grateful and so I thought, well, we'll do a little Q&A. In my head, this is how it was going to go. I was going to finish what I was doing work-wise. Jamie was going to be ready. The kids were going to be good and compliant and sit on the sofa reading their books in some parallel universe. And I was going to sit there with a glass of champagne and answer all your questions. And it was going to be lovely and an absolute dream. In reality, what happened was I ended up being late 
sorting out the kids' dinner, the children's dinner. Mr. I know I need to stop talking was still working. So I was late sorting out their dinner. So the first half of the Q&A, I was multitasking between replying to questions and trying to wrestle like some man-sized lasagna out of its tray. I've never seen such a big lasagna. It was like some salmon flopping all over the shop. So trying to do that one-handed, fed the children. That was the first half of the Q&A. The second half, Beth, obviously excited and hyped up by Jamie getting ready for school, decided that that was the perfect time for her to try on her school uniform, which I have no objections to. You know, crack on, do your school uniform. But no, she needed input from me. So the second half of the Q&A was spent with me trying to reply to questions while simultaneously giving appropriate feedback to Beth as she came downstairs doing this fashion show and then stormed out in the back garden because my response had not been sufficiently effusive for her. Yeah, multitasking. What a dream. What a dream. The the, the glamour of my life is, is truly untrue. But thank you so much to all of you who supported me. Whether with buying books, and books aren't for everybody, and books are expensive, and, and what I write in books is not going to be for, for everybody, and I completely understand that. But whether you read the blog, whether you bought the books, I'm so grateful to all of you. On the off chance you're like one of the only people on this planet who hasn't heard me banging on about my books, I have two books out now, Absolutely Smashing It and Winning at Life. They are both now available in all formats, hardback, paperback, Kindle and Audible. And you can buy them on Amazon and also lots of other independent bookshops as well if you don't want to buy from Amazon. So um, yeah, thank you as always for your support. I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful. So that got us to the end of the week. And then yesterday... Beth had a football tournament, which in itself is probably not that that interesting. And I, I obviously wrote about the book, uh, about the blog, because she did an amazing job. Uh, she scored four goals. The look on that face was amazing. But it's one of those things that 2020, all of that normal stuff, that stuff that I certainly completely took for granted, has just completely switched on its head. So, you know, just the, the novelty of kind of being able to get her along to something as, as normal and mundane as a, as a football tournament was amazing it was genuinely genuinely amazing I say it was amazing Jamie would not agree that it was amazing for some unknown reason Beth insisted that Jamie came along to this this football tournament and Mr I know I need to stop talking was keen to come as well and it was a fair distance away so it it made sense but Beth was adamant he was coming so so poor Jamie went from first day back at school whoa rubbish and then Saturday what we did what you were doing on Saturday son all going to Beth's football tournament oh why why have we got to go to Beth's football tournament so Beth bless her decided that she would try and you know show gratitude to Jamie on Saturday morning she made him breakfast in bed it was quite an eclectic breakfast in bed it consisted of a pork pie and half a punnet of raspberries but to be fair Jamie teenage boy human dustbin so he was he was very grateful nonetheless but yeah just just the lovely normality of doing something so normal hugely hugely grateful for that for that little bit of normality and then when all that mentalness has not been happening this week i have been embracing my newfound love of not running as i shall now refer to it i think probably lots of you saw my blog post where i just after 20 years fuck running i fucking hate it it renders me hotter than the surface of the sun sounding like some phone pervert And so I have replaced it with walking instead, which is just a joy and a delight. And I've enjoyed my walking so, so, so much. And one of the great things about walking is just all the really interesting stuff that you see, which when I was running, I could never see because sweat was blinding me. And I felt at any moment like the black lights were going to overwhelm and I was going to fall dead in a ditch. But you get to see stuff when you go walking. So this week, 
there's a car near me which I love because it has a, a bumper sticker which says Badger on board. I have so many questions, so many questions. But winner of the best walking get up this week was undoubtedly a lady, an elderly lady that I saw yesterday, who was walking along with, I assume her husband or maybe her friend, and she was walking not entirely in a straight line, and she was all she all done up in beautiful dress and she'd done her hair and her makeup. And as she walked, swaying ever so slightly, she was clutching a pre-mixed can of pims. And I was like, there you go, right there, life goals. That is my future. What an absolute babe. She, um, yeah, she was amazing. I did have a very awkward moment on this morning's, this morning's walk, I've been out this morning. I did have a very awkward moment. Probably lots of you have had it. It's one of those moments where, where you're out walking and, and somebody stops you. And it was a, a family stopped me this morning, was out walking. And they said, and we were kind of like in sort of little footpaths and away from the main road. And they asked me where a, a nearby landmark was. And at this point, the thing that absolutely is the right thing to do is to just say, I don't know. And they'd be like, cool, no bother. And they'd go and ask somebody else or they'd get out Google Maps and all would be well. But I really like to help people, even when the act of the very thing that I'm doing is actually not helping that person at all. And so they said to me, where is this landmark? And instead of going, mm, not actually sure, I haven't got a very good sense of direction, because I haven't, and we'll come on to that in a moment. I said, oh, I think what you need to do is go back that way, take a left, and then first right, and then you'll find it, it'll be there. And I thought, well, it's fine, because I'll never see them again. And you know what's happening next in this story. So they go, thanks very much. They, they go off, they're on cycles, they headed off on their cycles. And I keep walking, thinking, phew, well, hopefully, you know, that'll kind of vaguely get them in the right direction. I mean, I wasn't being malicious. I knew that it was vaguely that way. Anyway, the inevitable happened. I kept on walking for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then there they were coming back towards me, having cycled what was very clearly in completely the opposite direction from the place they wanted to end up. And I just put my head down and walked very fast and hoped that, you know, maybe they discovered something new and exciting as a result of going that way. Maybe it was a positive. That is what I try to tell myself. But I should have known, really. I should have known. I should have known just to say, no, no, you don't know the answer. Because my sense of direction is legendary in its absolute lack of existence whatsoever. I am appalling when it comes to sense of direction. And the worst thing about it is that I convince myself that this is not true. And I convince myself that I know better. And that this time will be the time where I find the place that I'm going. So the best possible example I can give of this and... I may have told this story in the blog before, but if I have, it was a very long time ago. It, this was years ago, and the kids were very small, and I was driving back. I'd had to go and work in Slough, and I was driving back to where we lived at the time on the south coast, which was pretty much, if, if you looked at a map, Slough was kind of like in the middle somewhere. Like I told you, geography, not my strong point, but Slough was in the middle, and the place we lived was pretty much vertically underneath it. It was a straight line. It was not hard. Important to this story was the fact I had driven from my home to Slough that morning. So it's not like I didn't have a vague understanding of the direction I needed to go in. So finished the meeting at the end of the day, said goodbye to everybody, got in my car. I had not one, but two sat-navs running. Two sat-navs running. I can't remember why I had two, but I think one was possibly a bit dodgy, so I was supplementing it with an additional sat-nav. And so I got in the car, I put on the sat-navs, it said, where do you want to go? I said, I want to go home. And at this time, it was probably, I would say, about half past three in the afternoon. Okay, so, you know, a reasonable distance, but all very doable to be back in time when the kids, I think they might have been in nursery then, they were, they were really quite young. 
no problem. Got in the car and started driving. And then the sat-navs seemed to get very confused with one another. And one seemed to be telling me I should go back into Slough and one told me to go in another direction. And this is where my innate view of I am right came to bite me so badly in the ass. I cannot tell you. So the, the sat-navs were, were warring about the right direction to go. And I thought to myself, this looks familiar. It must be this way. And I, I, I would like to think that I've learned from this occurrence that if nothing else, whenever I think to myself, this must be the right way. Only one thing is certain. It almost certainly is not. But at that time, I was filled with confidence. I had my music playing. I, it was a sunny day. I was driving along. I had my two sat-navs warring, but it was fine. I knew where I was going. I got onto the motorway. I could see signs to Reading. I thought, well, that's in the right direction because Reading's south of Slough, right? Right? So we, we were all good. And I thought, right, I'll just keep going and I'll find the turn-off. I drove for quite some time, quite some time, and it had all stopped looking familiar, but I thought to myself, I'm on a motorway. It must be the right way. That's how stupid I am. And I kept on going and I kept on going, and then up ahead of me, I started to see something, and I thought, hmm, don't remember seeing that on the way to Slough this morning. And what I could see in the distance was a bridge not just any bridge, one which connected the main bit of England to Wales. Yes, yes, that's right. I had, with two sat-navs going, managed to drive myself from Slough, attempting to go back to the south coast, via Wales. Via Wales. So yeah, if ever you're out for a walk and you bump into me and you need directions, for the love of God, just get your phone out or ask anybody else on the planet other than me. I am an absolute liability. No sense of direction whatsoever. So there we go. So it has been quite the week. This week also promises to be an interesting one. I have not one, but two children to get back to school tomorrow, which will be lovely once we've succeeded. But the thought of trying to get two children, two sets of uniform, two sets of PE kit, rugby boots and other accessories and collateral and sundries out of the door and into school by nine o'clock tomorrow, frankly, makes me want to go and lie on the floor in a darkened room and rock silently with all of the gin in the world. So if you two this week have school runs, double school runs, or anything else weird and wonderful to look forward to, then I really, really, God, I really hope we all make it through. And if it all goes to shit, then let's face it, we will always have gin. Look after yourselves, stay safe, see you next week.